With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Don't be picky, just be happy with this quick game. Now that the Canucks have been out of the playoffs for more than a week now, do you feel any differently about the performance of the Canucks themselves and some players in particular? There are some stats on three of the Canucks bottom pairing defensemen that may or may not surprise you. And I just want to go over them today quickly on the quickie. Come on. This is the quickie after all. I'm Trevor Bays, and you are listening to the quickie here on the Nux Misconduct Network. Make sure you go subscribe to the network to get four shows. Power of the Towel, Sipping on a 40, Silky and Filthy, and the Quickie. Go make your hockey life a little bit better. The Canucks defense was the big weakness for this team throughout the entire playoff run. And you heard some people talk about how Jordy Ben looked a little bit better when he was back in the lineup for the Canucks. How Oscar Fannenberg played with tenacity. You know, Fannenberg was getting a lot of love from the Hockey Night in Canada panel, especially in that St. Louis Blues series, for his tough defensive play, doing exactly what you want from a depth defender. And of course, the third guy I want to touch on as well is Tyler Myers. There's a bit of a weird playoffs for Tyler Myers in the 10 games that he appeared for in these playoffs. First, let's start with Jordy Ben, and I found this stat a little bit surprising this morning. But among all Canucks skaters in these playoffs, Jordy Ben was on the ice for the lowest amount of shots against per 60. It wasn't Hughes, Pedersen, Miller, Besser. It wasn't Godet or Roussel who barely saw the ice. It was actually Jordy Ben. Now, to me, this is a bit of a surprising stat because it felt like every time Ben was on the ice, the Canucks were largely in their own end. So to see that he had the lowest number of shots against among all Canucks skaters is, is a bit surprising. But when you look at it, Ben was on the ice for a tad over 30 shots against per 60 minutes at even strength. His shot four percentage is still just above the 40% mark. Look, Jordy Ben falls into this category here of a player who, while he was the best in this category, he was still bad because in fact, all the Canucks were bad. And you know these numbers get a bit skewed based on the fact that they were just so heavily dominated by Vegas. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a great playoffs for Jordy Ben. He might have been the best of a bad bunch there. Now I want to talk about Tyler Myers a bit too because Tyler Myers was extremely snake bit in these playoffs, in my opinion. Not to say he was great. But zero points in 10 games is very un-Myers-like. And to be honest, a bit this almost this whole season was kind of un-Myers-like in the sense that he didn't really create as much offense as people would have expected from a defenseman making $6 million and a defenseman that's known to create offense. In these playoffs, Oscar Fannenberg and Tyler Myers 
We're on the ice for the lowest number of goals for per 60 minutes at even strength. Now, Oscar Fannenberg was at 0.29 goals for per 60. Myers at 0.39. Jordy Ben actually comes next on the list as well. So, you know, with all three of these defensemen on the ice, offense went to die. But in Myers' case in particular, you look at his expected goals for of 2.04 per game, and it's actually the seventh best mark on the Canucks. Now, Tyler Myers was largely used in a defensive role based on the fact that he had an offensive zone start percentage of 42%. Now, a lot of the Canucks were starting shifts in the defensive zone, so that number gets skewed a bit in the small game sample. But the fact of the matter is, is based on his expected goals for, Myers was still able to move the puck up the ice. He was still in the offensive zone for more chances than his other counterparts in Ben and Fantenberg. Fantenberg in particular, I don't think he was ever out of his own zone. So for all these talk from analysts saying he had this great play in his own zone and Oscar Fantenberg, everything you wanted from a depth defenseman, look, it was admirable to an extent, but he's not a guy that I would be lining up for to re-sign on this hockey team. The Canucks defense needs a makeover. Troy Stetcher and Chris Tanev talk, that's for another episode of The Quickie. But when you look at Ben, Fantenberg, and Myers, Ben should be nothing more than the seventh defenseman on this team, or he needs to be playing the right side. Fantenberg should be gone, and Myers, you need to find a way to get him playing with offensive defensemen or guys who can move the puck a bit better up the ice. Because Fandenberg and Ben aren't those guys, and Myers struggled with them heavily this season. I'm Trevor Banks. Thanks again for listening to The Quickie here on the Nux Misconduct Network. Make sure you go subscribe to the network and go check out what else is up on NuxMisconduct.com. Music.